welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio, the podcast where marketing leaders inside and outside the sciences share their creative ideas and practical approaches to increasing your marketing ROI. Here's your host, Chris Connor. Hey there. I just want to say that I am grateful for the chance to share this with you. I hope you and your loved ones are doing well. This episode is about LinkedIn content for sales. It seems especially relevant right now, and you're going to get some great tips from my guest who's been successful with this approach. One thing we don't talk about in this episode was really video and audio content created by or featuring salespeople. If you're a salesperson thinking, I can't do that because, for whatever reason, maybe we should talk. For example, Editing can make a huge difference, but you don't have time for that. Well, guess who's editing content every day? Me. I'll leave a link for a 15-minute call in the show notes. No pressure, but let's chat about how you can build more relationships through LinkedIn. Now, let's dive right into this episode. Lamar Ashar is a regional sales manager for Fluidime, covering microfluidics and genetic systems in the Houston, Texas area. He's still currently in the Bay Area where I am. Uh, Lamar, welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Yeah, so you're one of the few actual salespeople uh, I've had on the show, but I think it'd be interesting right now because more than marketing folks, salespeople are probably affected by the pandemic and all the lockdowns um, more than anyone. So that's why I wanted to talk to you. Besides, you have an interesting uh, history and are doing a lot of things around content that I think will be helpful for folks. So um, talk a little bit about your sales role. So you're a sales manager. I, I should have asked you, Do you are there other salespeople who will report to you in this role? Uh, not yet. Okay. So let's talk about what you're doing and then how you use content uh, to serve and grow your audience. So you recently started this position, right? I, I just started. I just finished my month, my full first month yesterday. All right. And you're in a new territory where you haven't even met the customers there. Is that right? I have never met them uh, physically in person. I was hired right before the shelter in place was uh put into effect. So I had to, you know, as a salesperson, we have a number, right? So uh, we got to hit the ground running, right? And if you can't, if we can't physically uh, see our customers, you know, we have to be a little bit more creative. Yeah. And so that's, that's exactly what I want to talk about today. So what kinds of things are you doing to connect with those people that you haven't met yet? Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're in my position as a salesperson, um, with, you know, a company that's been around for a while, you have existing customers, right? So, uh, the best place to start is, you know, your existing customers reach out to them and say, Hey, you know, in my, in my particular case, I'm, I'm, I'm brand new. No, no one has known who I am. So what I did was I reached out to all of our existing contacts, introduced myself as their new, uh, salesperson and also I you know let them know that our technology has the capacity to help them if they're working on uh, COVID-19 uh, research if they're doing any sorts of pathogen detection um, you know in that intro email I'm, I'm letting them know I can help yeah so that's yeah. the first step 
And then, and then what, what comes next? The next step is, okay, well, how do I, um, you know, make my presence known in my territory, right? So uh, the next step is identify who your, who your, your, your target uh, customer is. In my particular case, it's uh, researchers that are doing uh, COVID-19 testing. Uh, so uh, I, I use LinkedIn, and what I do is I, I, you know, I define the territory, say, okay, who is my audience? And I, I put Houston, Texas, or Texas, because I'm, I'm responsible for the entire state of Texas right now. Um, and I will literally type in, uh, you know, virology lab, Texas, right? And then I'll get a, you know, result of 10,000 people, right? Uh, so how, how do I, you know, uh, how do I, you know, connect with someone I really don't know? And that's by having a, a complete profile. So in, if you look at my header, you'll see that um, you'll ha- my, my name is um, obviously there, but also next to my name, it's my, my title and the company I work for. And in my description, I, I say, look, here's, here's the uh, capacity uh, of what you could do with my instrument. You can screen um, you know, at a rate of 4.4 um, COVID-19 samples in 60 seconds, right? No one else has the capacity to do that. So it, it gets people's attention, right? So it's like, there's the, there's a hook right away. It's like, okay, um, that's interesting. I want to learn more about that. So, uh, and what I've seen on my personal profile, profile is I've gotten thousands of views um, more than usual, uh, because of that hooks. So, you know, some people say, okay, it's a gimmick, you know, uh, you know, it, it's, it's clickbait, whatever it is, it lets the person know who is receiving an invitation from me that, Hey, I have something that can help your research if you're doing that. But I already know that they're doing that because, um, you know, that's their position, right? Yeah. So I'm curious how, you find out who you want to connect with. So you do this search for virology lab, Texas. Or clinical, uh, you know, CLIA lab or uh, clinical research lab. Um, it's, it's, it's labs that are essential. The only labs that are open right now are uh, labs that are focused on this right now, right? Because, you know, yeah. a lot of basic uh, science research, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, they, they, they don't have the capacity to, to work, right? So um, the labs that are uh, working, uh, you know, they're, they're looking for help, right? They're like, how can, how can we increase our throughput? What technology is out there? Um, and we know that they're on LinkedIn because, um, you know, everyone's at home and everyone's, you know, trying to look for, 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 for uh, information. And it's, I'm seeing much more activity right now on, on this platform. Yeah, that sort of answered my next question because I imagine in the normal world you're not just selling to people doing COVID nineteen research, right? I mean this this came up after you were hired, but now that's who's working that you could sell something to, and so that's why that's your target, and those people are responding. It's it's the market moves quick, right? So if if everyone is closed, who's available, and also I mean our instrument. It has the capacity to really help, uh, you know, the, the the throughput alone. You know, we could do the potential is there's uh, we could do six thousand three hundred thirty six 
uh, screens in 24 hours with one biomark system. Um, and, you know, large customers like pharmaceutical companies, they have, you know, multiple of these the, these instruments. And, you know, if you do the math, I mean, you could really, uh, really help a city or a state um, or a country, right? So, uh, and ultimately the world. So uh, it, it's a very... Um, it's a very exciting time for me as a, as a new hire uh, to, to be able to help um, with this technology. I mean, if I was selling, you know, something else that wasn't really as, as applicable, um, it would be much more challenging. But in my particular case, I have the capacity to help these, these essential uh, labs that are, you know, working on COVID-19 uh, research. And we've have, um, we're, we're enabling our customers to, uh, to to file for EUAs and and it's our technology is really helping them uh, you know with COVID nineteen right now. Yeah, so that's exciting just for everybody. I mean, aside from you know, it, it seems you know a little good fortune on your part to switch over to the company. I mean, um, that has a thing that's valuable during this time rather than to get a new job and and have all your customers be shut down. But let's talk a little bit more about, let's say it was the normal world, because I think this isn't new for how you deal with content um, and LinkedIn, which I'm really interested in because we don't talk about LinkedIn enough on this podcast, but we're going to in the next few weeks because, one, LinkedIn has changed a lot in the last several months, and you're one of the people who is apparently doing really well at it. So once you connect with these folks so first of all let's back up you do this search and then are you just sending out invitations to connect to everybody who comes in that COVID-19 lab virology sort of list well it's a little bit more strategic you know I I you know I'll, I'll how so I'll identify the lab first right so I will see okay um I'll I'll learn about them because usually they have um a link to the actual company. So I see, you know, where their lab is physically located, how many people are there, um, how many employees are listed um, at that company, and then ultimately, who are the decision makers? Who are the influencers? Decision makers are managers, directors, um, you know, people in, 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 uh, who have the capacity to, to, uh, to, to buy, right? But influencers are the actual end users that say, hey, look, did you know that um, you know, this company is, is, is offering this solution to, um, you know, COVID-19 research and, you know, ultimately generates people to talk about the technology, um, which is, you know, ultimately what marketing is, right? How, how do you create something um, that gets people to discuss um, about the product, service or whatever? Yeah, and that that's really helpful. The reason I asked that question is because you get these long lists on LinkedIn, and you can either send an invitation to everyone, which is fast. And I may have someone on here in a couple of weeks who would recommend that to like connect to fifty people a day, but it, and it takes time to do your approach where you go in and you say, okay, here's a lab or here's a company. Now I need to find the right people in that company to connect to to start these discussions. So now you've you've done that, and what what kinds of interactions do you have? What kinds of things do you share with them? Just so people kind of know you're around and talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so 
the, the hardest part, I think, is effective prospecting. So if, you know, once you're past that, once you've identified um, someone you can help, right, uh, the next step is, you know, how are, how are they going to, um, are they going to, number one, are they going to accept your invitation? And you have the option to write them a custom note. Um, but if, if, you know, if you clearly indicate, you know, what you have in your, um, in your background, like, you know, screen 6,336 COVID-19 samples in 24 hours, people know what you're about right away. Or, you know, if you work for a company that has an established brand, people know what you're about without you, you know, having to sit to, to, to introduce yourself. So, um, you know, once they've accepted, uh, the next step is uh, engagement, right? So um, what I do um, or what I have done that's been successful is I'll share, you know, developments in the space, not necessarily, um, you know, here's my product, uh, you know, here the here's exactly what it does, and here's how it can help you. Not only am I just doing that, uh, but I'm I'm sharing content about what else is going on in the space, uh, vaccine developments. Um, hey, if you um, here's here's how this uh, husband and wife have uh, created this technology to sanitize max, uh, masks in uh, very high volumes. Things that are relevant. Things that people care about right now and you know whether you're in this industry like you know medical devices life science biotechnology research whatever you want to call it um whether you're in that industry or not your people are going to be talking about uh COVID-19 right so um sharing content that is relevant um is going to get attention and it's going to create engagement and um what I like to say is uh, when I share something that it's relevant, it's like you're opening up your your door, right? And uh, people who see it, um, you know, whether they like it, comment, or or uh, or you know, private message you, that's the next step. But you know, if you create that 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 case where hey, I'm opening up the door for someone to either knock, you know, peek in, um, you know, it, it's it's just the first step of engagement. Um, so, you know, content's important. You know, you could do, uh, you know, multiple different ways, indirect, which is just sharing an article that is is relevant to, to get the conversations going or direct where, hey, you know, here's one of my clients that's taking advantage of, uh, you know, the high throughput uh, of the Biomark HD, for example. And, um, you know, uh, you know, that it's exactly what the product I sell and I'm responsible for. And it's, uh, you know, people understand that, okay, Lamar is a person I, I talk to if I want to, to learn more about this technology. Um, but, you know, I, I think just being, you know, just creating content in, in the beginning uh, to, to start that conversation is, is the most important step. It's, it's, you know, the quality of the content is important, but I think what um, is uh, really important is letting people know that you know you're approachable, right? Um, and, and and if you can open up that door, um, you're you're going to, uh, to 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 create that opportunity. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And and that makes uh, it makes total sense. And uh, that's the kind of thing I always want to emphasize on this podcast. So. It's not always the content about your product, and it, certainly at the top, it's not because you 
would be counting on someone needing that thing right away. Now, when we're talking about your product and COVID-19 right now, of course, there's a good chance if you send it to the right people. But in general, there's all kinds of content that they might be interested in. And the way they find out about you is you sharing some curated content as well as some content you generate yourself or is passed along to you from Fluidime's marketing team. So um, let's talk about, you got into this, you understood content at an earlier age than probably anyone else um, that's ever listened to this podcast. And um, talk a little bit about how you learned about content because I think you have an interesting backstory. Yeah, so um, we're in 2020 right now. Um, about 10 years ago, I was uh, a content creator on YouTube, um, and I used to be uh, a professional gamer. This is before it was cool, before streaming and Twitch and, and YouTube gaming uh, and eSports was really a thing. I was, I was in that scene, uh, and I was recording content, um, and I, I would, you know, I would uh, record myself playing this video game. I'd be sharing my screen. Um, and then, you know, I would take that, vi uh, that vi video, edit it, you know, put music and, and, and really, you know, um, just create this like, uh, you know, fun video for me, it was, it was a hobby. Right. And then I put it on YouTube and I would get tens of thousands of views the next day. And, and for, uh, the viewers are obviously, uh, my fans on the video game. I know it's, it's funny to hear that. Uh, but I was, I was a professional, I was, I was ranked very high in the game. Uh, but I would also uh, create engaging content, and I developed this this fan base of about thirty thousand, uh, you know, uh, people uh, on a routine basis. I would get some videos that would get you know hundreds of thousands of views, um, some even more. Uh, but it it was it was a hobby for me, and I did this ten years ago. So uh, I, I came from that background of you know just doing creating content for fun and amassing a large audience. And I did this at a, a very young age. Yeah. In high school, right? Let's, let's let people know. Yeah. I, I'm showing my age, but you know, uh, it, it is what it is. Like I would have an audience of, you know, 30,000 people watching my, my daily content. And, uh, I knew what people liked and I knew how to keep, uh, people engaged into my, in, in my videos. And, and it, it just, it, it just kept getting bigger. So let's, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but, and I have a teenage son who watches gaming videos and obviously plays games. Um, but it's not just the recording of the game itself, right? I mean, you would probably get viewers that way. And especially if you're a top 10 ranked player, yeah. but the editing and the music, which isn't to say that, you know, other salespeople making content need to do any of this stuff, but you understood from an early uh, age what effort you put into the content came back to you in terms of audience. Right. And so uh, when you're thinking about the value of content, you know, what can you do to make your sales content more interesting? Find out what your audience likes, pay attention to what they like, make more of that experiment with new things. So when you're editing, adding music, all those things, it's fun for you. I hope it's fun for other people to create content. I love creating content like this. And um, it does, 
it does help you find the exact audience you're looking for. It does. And if you can be, uh, it, it takes, and it takes a lot of different skill sets. It's okay. Um, and people in, in the life science world, um, you know, come from a very heavy academic background, uh, marketing, engagement. It's it's a different skill set. So it's not something that you know only a certain amount of people have. It's it's learnable, right? Um, and it, you know, if you can create something that is easily digestible, people get the point right away. For, you know, at you know maybe not at the first glance, but you know maybe after a couple of looks at it, they'll they understand where you're coming from. Um, and if you can keep them uh, engaged and captivated, um, ultimately to build some uh, sort of bond between the the content creator and the the person who is is uh, you know consuming that content, that that's the best case scenario. Yeah. So. Obviously, you're doing this well as a salesperson. What kind of content, and I realize you've only been in this role for a short while, but when the company creates content or other things, what do you find most valuable? So if, if I think I'm hoping that the salespeople that are listening to this get a lot out of it just based on what you've been doing, but the marketing people who are listening, what can they do to help their sales teams Okay, this is uh, multiple questions in one. So let me let me think. Uh, let's start with marketing. Uh, marketing and sales, uh, you know, two different functions. The goal of marketing is to is all about the product, right? So um, it's, it, but with sales, it's it's about the it's about you know identifying opportunities, uh, building you know a relationship with customers, and ultimately. Uh, creating a partnership, closing, um, whatever you want to call it, you know, getting the deal done, right? So, um, you know, there's multiple different uh, ways you can look at this, but ultimately it's, um, how should I say this? Uh, 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 let me think. Let, give me a second to think on this one. Um, can I ask? Well, I'll let you think about it. Yeah, if, if is there? Can you, okay, let's let's take this one step at a time. Um, so, first question um, is what can what can sales do better, right? Um, sales is like okay, how how can you uh, create a, a bond with um, a customer, right? So, uh, it's uh, this okay? So, uh, assuming you've already connected with someone, uh, you know you've you've put that content out there, uh, and now you have someone commenting, right? So the next step is you know you thank them, you say hey, you know thank you for for commenting on my post, for example, right? Uh, and then they'll if you get a response, you you'll get a thumbs up, say no problem, it was a great post, and then you can create that dialogue and and, and start that relationship building process. This is from a LinkedIn approach, right? Because we're talking about LinkedIn. Um, uh, from a marketing uh, standpoint, it's how can you help your salespeople? Well, um, ideally, sales and marketing, they're, they're collaborating, they're talking, right? Because uh, salespeople, we know what the customers wants. We know the customers' pain points. Uh, marketing, you know, highlights the products. Um, but, you know, uh, what, so how, you know, what's the best way to, to, to showcase, you know, how you could, you know, your product or service. I think it's by 
showing you know other customer successes, right? So, uh, for example, we have a customer, uh, Lab Twenty Four, that is doing uh, COVID nineteen testing right now. So, uh, you know, our mark, our social media marketing, uh, you know, uploaded a post yesterday saying, "Hey, um, here's how uh, Lab Twenty Four is increasing their uh, COVID nineteen." Uh, you know, uh, pathogen detection throughput using our biomark, right? Um, so what I did was I shared that post, right? So this is something on our Fluidime um, LinkedIn page, you know, public for everyone to see. I took that post, I shared it, but I, I wrote a little note that says, okay, um, you know, here's here's this customer and here's what they're doing and here's how... Um, you know, the Biomark 24 is helping them increase their throughput. And, you know, if, if you, you know, if you're interested in um, scaling up your throughput uh, for your lab, you know, reach out to me uh, to help. And I've got people that, you know, uh, liked it. Uh, some people didn't like it and just message, messaged me right away uh, because they were interested in, in learning more, right? Uh, that doesn't mean they're going to buy an instrument, right? It, it, it's just, uh, what, what, what does high throughput screening mean, right? Uh, um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that too. Um, so, and that's a good thing, right? So if, if people are reaching out to you and they're engaging with you, it means that your approach is working. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about marketing. So when I was in marketing in companies, there was a big emphasis on lead generation, which I think has continued. I see a move, well, I follow some people, for example, Chris Walker, who was on this podcast at the end of last year, and he works mostly with SaaS companies, but he takes a very different view and has had a lot of success. So I recommend everybody follow him on LinkedIn if you want to see how What's this that? is done. Chris Walker, and he's very big into, not that sales and marketing shouldn't be aligned, but a lot of times he thinks that the lead generation part, which is, is a marketing role, um, there's too much emphasis on that in marketing and not enough on, for example, telling the story, putting out content that gets the attention like you're doing on LinkedIn and, and building relationships. Because a lot of the leads, and honestly, I, I've experienced this myself, the leads you generate in webinars and so on, they aren't really well qualified. And... Um, so salespeople, his experience, and I know experience of salespeople I've worked with when I was in marketing like that, they had that same feeling. Like we got a lot of names, but they really aren't, you know, they're not ready to buy. And so shifting more of the marketing effort into things that really educate people and get them excited. And then when they do call, as you say, or when they at least respond through LinkedIn with a message, okay, they may not all buy, but there's definitely intent there to at least get a conversation going. So that's what I was looking for. And um, it sounds like you've had a little bit of that experience, but, and I'm, I'm open to hearing from anybody about what they think about that whole idea. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Um, I, I look at uh, everything as an opportunity, right? So it's like, if, if I share something and I have a researcher, you know, ask me a, a message and it's in my territory, um, the customer's in my territory, meaning they're in the state of Texas, they're, you know, they're working a lab, they could be a postdoc, uh, you know, senior scientist, whatever their position is, um, just because they ask me questions about my product 
doesn't mean they're going to buy within uh, a month, a year, or anything. It's, um, it's. I think it's silly and and unreasonable to have that expectation. Um, you know, you know, this is outside of you know marketing creating, uh, you know, a marketing campaign. This is just from something that you personally share. Um, it's. It, you're lucky if, if you have someone that's even looking at your post and liking and engaging and, e- and even luckier if they actually message you first, especially uh, if you look at the type of person uh, the end users in our industry, you know, uh, naturally researchers aren't uh, extroverts and not, they're not, uh, you know, going out of their way to connect with people uh, or especially in, 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 in people in a commercial role, whether it be marketing or sales because of, you know they're they're worried that hey uh, I, I, this this person might pressure me to buy something and and I don't know how to say how to say no so you know look at it from a different approach look at it like hey I'm just getting people to start talking about this technology and if and if something um, and if more interest is is uh, generated you now have the opportunity to ask for a phone call uh, which can lead to you know you them inviting you into their 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 building of course when it's safe um and then you have the opportunity to now talk to more people um and and start building relationships and if if the if if your product can't help them immediately or they don't have the the money yet uh they i mean researchers have friends too right they'll say hey look uh we we don't have uh you know we're not a core lab uh our, our lab is much smaller but we know, you know, this company that, uh, you know, we outsource um, testing from, we could, we could, you know, you, you could ask them and maybe we can introduce you, right? And, and that's, that's the, you know, best case scenario, right? It's like you're, you're getting a referral, right? Um, it, it's ultimately, um, you, know, o- you know, opening up that, that door again. It's like, hey, um, I don't expect you to buy this $300,000, $400,000 instrument, whatever it is, but... Um, hey, you know, just know what's out there, right? Do you know anyone that can uh, that can take advantage of this? Um, and if you do, please let me know. Yeah. So, are there other ways you're adapting your sales strategies during the pandemic? Um, I think people in general just uh, are uncomfortable uh, talking on the phone. I, I've, you know. I've, I've learned to, to become a better uh, communicator on the phone, but it's, it's effective, right? Everyone's at home. And um, if, if, if people are, um, if people already have our instruments, you know, give them a call and say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I see that you have uh, this instrument in your, in your lab. Um, are, are you using it for COVID-19 uh, research? And, you know, in my, in my case, uh, not every uh, every customer that has a biomark is is using this for COVID nineteen testing, right? So I my job is to understand. Okay, uh, do customers know that we could do this? Uh, and if not, you know that that's an opportunity right there, right? So calling on the phone is I think is one of the best, most effective ways to uh, to start that that you know that sales uh, process. Um, Outside of LinkedIn, it's yeah. Of course, email is uh, the next best thing uh, after the phone call. Um, but I, I honestly, I've I've been having uh, tremendous success uh, generating interest just from social media 
uh, and specifically LinkedIn. Nice. Well, Lamar Shar, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Um, I'm going to put your LinkedIn profile in the show notes so people can see how you're doing it, hopefully connect with you, follow you, and kind of learn from your example. But I really appreciate your taking the time to share all this, I think, really relevant, valuable information. Thanks, Chris. I'm, I'm happy to help. Hopefully, you found that inspiring as well as useful. I think I mentioned we'll have more episodes related to LinkedIn coming up because it's becoming more important and your competition are going to catch on even if you don't. As always, if you like the show, tell your colleagues on your next Zoom call about it. Maybe we can have one together. So stay tuned for more info on that. It'll also be coming out in my newsletter. So if you haven't subscribed to that, that would be a great idea. And until next time, stay safe. Bye-bye.